0: What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that, right? They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rise and Above podcast, a platform for you to share your story. Oftentimes, we all have something that happens to us in life and we have no way of sharing. Many people want an outlet, whether it's writing a book or going on a massive networking platform or starting an inspirational social media account. With the Rise and Above platform, anyone with an inspiring, motivating, or interesting story can come on and share. It could be anything from the struggles of starting a business, the struggles of overcoming homelessness or mental illness. I've interviewed victims of rape, sexual assault, and abuse. There is no subject that is off limits. This platform offers a safe and fun way for you to share your story through a one-on-one experience. If you would like to share your story, the best way to reach out would be through social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook or through email. All the links will be provided in the show notes. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome to the Rise and Above podcast. My name is David Hess, and today I have Jessica Sanfilippo with me, and she is the owner of uh, Live Well. Is it Live Well?
1: Yeah, it's called Live Well the Healing Community. Um, My business partner is technically owner and I'm just co-creator, kind of. I do all of the the managerial stuff for the company.
0: Which would entail of what?
1: I make all of the booking pages um, and right now we're kind of expanding, so what that would look like is just, you know, making sure all of the providers are staying on track, filling the spots. We're, I think, gonna have seven rooms now, so hopefully bringing on 10 to 15 providers. Wow.
0: Yeah. Now, what exactly is LiveWell?
1: So, we are both cancer survivors. Um, I am a two-time cancer survivor. She is a seven-year cancer survivor. So, um, you know, going through the journey that we have, we just really knew that there needed to be um, resources in place, you know, for specifically noticing mind-body-soul connection to illnesses. Um, she's an integrative therapist so I just kind of I met her and I was like wow this is amazing what you're doing but I don't want to go to school for therapist work. <laughs> so, um, since then it was just kind of a napkin dream and then with the pandemic she bought two yurts on her 10-acre farm and We kind of started hosting women's gatherings out there. Um, What is a a yurt? So it's a glorified big tent, uh, but we can fit about 10 to 15 people in a session out there. So we did come straight out of the gate with a few providers, and um, we had (laughs) yoga and Reiki, massage therapy, um, just different healing modalities. And, um, you know, it was kind of like we needed to know what didn't work in order to reevaluate. So we're in that process right now. We kind of have given up on hiring people on a whim um, and making more boundaries for the company and making sure that everyone is ethical with our values.
0: Now, how is treatment um, decided? Like, I, I would assume that it would be different for anybody who has different, different conditions. Right? Yeah.
1: So. Um, she is the integrative therapist, so mm-hmm. um, right now we're both certified in ear acupuncture, so that is... That sounds painful. Uh, <laughs> um, there are ear seeds that you can do, um, but the needles are more than, you know, nothing more than just a pinprick, but... Um, so there's five points. There's the Shenmen, which is believed to be your spirit gate. There's the sympathetic nerve that runs all throughout your body. There is the liver lung and kidney points so what you do is you just hit those points with either the needle or the seed and then that way um, it's a non-verbal way of detoxing
0: hmm. yeah so i'd imagine that would be probably be good for like a lot of different things not just right cancer exactly
1: right? yeah um reiki obviously i'm not certified in that but that is kind of where i started my healing journey um the reiki session that i had was a hypnosis and reiki session and it was just so powerful that I was instantly hooked um, and then you know went on three years later to be diagnosed with cancer and at that point you know I knew that um, when I had visited a shaman and he had said you know cancer is a mind-body-soul illness if you don't care for your repressed emotions of what made this illness come in the first place Mm -hmm. it's still gonna keep coming back so um, Reiki is the balancing of your chakras, and it's a lot of Eastern medicine. So through treatments, I used Eastern and Western medicine to kind of heal myself.
0: So you weren't doing uh, like chemo or radiation or anything? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's the Western medicine part. You know, that's the, the you know, if you fit into this cancer box, mm-hmm. um, they give you one <clears throat> of five treatment plans for chemo where other countries run your blood against a panel of 500 different chemotherapy options and they go with what works. In America, they just say, you fit these parameters, we're gonna try this one. So after four months of hell, um, uh, it didn't shrink at all. Wow. And so Western medicine is very, you um, very treatable, um, but not preventative. And so the Eastern medicine, you know, Chinese medicine, which is where acupuncture comes from, Reiki, um, it's all belief in preventative and keeping your mind, body, soul, spirit all in equilibrium. That Mm -hmm. way you never get to the point of cancer.
0: Now, I would assume that a lot of this would be kind of debated yes because um, a lot <laughs> of people probably look at it as like woo woo type stuff
1: exactly yep
0: have you had any pushback from that
1: um yes but the people that gravitate towards our group mm-hmm. are like-minded you know they see the benefit um they see the miracles you know we did a demonstration with a hypnotherapist and um he cured three people's pain on the spot and people leave in tears like you know, they were just touched by the hand of God or something and and the, the treatments work for themselves. So, you know, we are just the channel to make sure that people have that opportunity to try these different modalities when, you know, a lot of them have repressed trauma. So it's not like we have certain protocols for diabetes versus cancer. It's okay, we're gonna get down to the layers of the onion and that way, we can really address where it started most of the time as childhood trauma
0: wow um so what's a what's a process look like when you come when somebody comes in and they want treatment what's the process like
1: um well because we're so new we really kind of were going by the seat of our pants at first mm-hmm. um she's the integrative therapist so everyone would get funneled through her most of the time, if anyone came to me looking for advice, most likely they're a cancer survivor that you know was referred to me by the hospitals. Um, and it was just like, okay, let her kind of feel them out. And then we most likely would send them to get Reiki. Um, the services that I offer are more like after you've already dealt with the repressed trauma and, and you're like going through the mud and then, you know, at the end stages, like, how can we implement these changes so you can live your best life?
0: So for repressed trauma, do you have somebody go, do they go through therapy or do you recommend yep, them? They to would go to- through
1: with Alexis or, okay. you know, if they don't want to talk about it, that's why we have the nonverbal um, modalities. So acupuncture is a great place mm-hmm. to start. Um, it's 30 minutes with the needles in your ears or the ear seeds you can wear them up to a week. What is an ear seed? It is a little 24 karat gold little bead and it's in surgical tape so it sits right on the pressure point of where the ear spot is and then you know it's used for addiction it's used for weight loss um the protocol is called nada is the national acupuncture detox association they made this specific five point because acupuncturists they could go to school for 10 years to become certified this is just a course You know, and just in the ear, there's hundreds of pressure points. So you have to know just these specific five. Mm -hmm. So it's an easier program to go through and become certified in. Mm -hmm. Um, But the change that we have seen with the people who choose to participate, if you will, (laughs) um, and have an open mind to it, um, you know, people are like, wow. I had tension headaches now they're gone or you know I was really struggling with overeating and you know by pushing that pressure point every time I had a craving seemed to help it or smoking cessation I quit smoking cigarettes Um,
0: what would what would that do by pushing that?
1: so it activates the trigger point so um, you know you can do the needles and sit for a good solid 30 minutes And those effects can last, you know, up to like 48 hours. The seed can be pushed anytime you're having an impulse. And this five-point protocol was actually a diet, like specifically made for um, addicts and people who were going to opioid clinics and alcoholics who were coming to AA meetings. So they started it, I think in the 80s. Um, but it's it's just crazy because they researched for 20 years watching these people and you know they kind of did it on a very informal basis like hey do you want to try this today and and what they found was people were like, you know, I don't need as much of the uh, methadone or whatever, mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't have addiction cravings as much. And so pretty much it rewires the chemical processing that's happening in your brain as a nonverbal way. You don't have to talk about your repressed trauma. The body knows what to do with it. And that's what's really amazing about acupuncture.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We should try that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, is that kind of the same thing as, because uh, I know you can get a piercing in your ear that kind of mm-hmm. helps like with migraines and whatnot. Yep. Is, yep. That, is that the same concept? Yep.
1: They would just go on that pressure point. Okay. Yeah.
0: Now, when you were, when you were surviving cancer, mm-hmm. um, what, what procedures did you, or what treatments did you do yeah. and um, how did that shape you going into this business?
1: So in 2017, I was diagnosed three days before my daughter's third birthday. I was planning a wedding at the time. Um, I had just been hired as an executive regional assistant for Farm Bureau, so I had three bosses and managed 70 insurance agents at the time. And the diagnosis kind of was shell-shocking, like, you know, is my daughter going to grow up with a mom? How am I going to feed her if I can't, get up off of the bed and I have my body in surgeries and, you know, poisons running through me and how am I gonna really care for her? What kind
0: of cancer did you have?
1: I had stage two triple (sighs) negative breast cancer. Wow. Yep, so um, the first time, you know, it was very fast. I was 28 years old and the doctors were like, we need to move as fast as we can. And so when you are young in Western medicine, they treat you as aggressively as they physically can because your body can handle it. It's not necessarily the best treatment for you. Mm -hmm. And seeing that side of things made me question a lot of ethical procedures when it comes to cancer and how it's diagnosed and how it's treated. Why is that? Um, Because of the politics involved in the healthcare system. And it's, it's unfortunate that there is a, you know, checks and balances um but there is money involved from the insurance companies to treat
0: you as long as possible
1: not as long just maybe most expensive or you know let's get you through this one that's 90 percent chance not going to work for your type of cancer and then start you on the treatment that's really going to start shrinking your tumor um or the you know i'm over a million dollar patient i've had seven reconstruction surgeries They don't talk about your options of staying flat. They say, oh, honey, you're so young. You need boobs. Like, you know, let's go through all of this pain and suffering just so you can look pretty, you know. And and it was just...
0: That wasn't something they brought up to you, like, hey, these are your options. Do you want to weigh them?
1: It's it's all like kind of, um, you know, sometimes providers can have very lack of bedside manner. And they are very... um, analytical and they just say look here's your options mm-hmm. you know but if if we want to tell you what to do it would be to get the implants or to you know uh, my biggest thing was i didn't understand why they couldn't just cut it out right away i'm like this is inside of me i want it out and they're like well we need to use it as a chemo test as a ruler if you will to even see if the chemo is going to shrink it, if we take it out, we have no idea if the chemo is actually working or not. So it was like you know four months of feeling this lump and and just like day in day out like get it out of me. I don't want this inside of my body. <laughs> you know it's a foreign you know disease. So I just right. want it. I just want it gone. And um, so I went through the red devil chemo, which is the most aggressive. And after four months, after losing my hair, after being so sick, you know, it didn't shrink at all. And I was like, I didn't already trust the health system at that point in time. I was misdiagnosed in the beginning. Um, Someone came in reading someone else's pathology report. I had to fire an oncologist in the room. And I looked at my daughter and I said, that's my three-year-old, I'm going to live. Go get someone because I'm not doing your job. And that's why the passion behind my own experience, I was like, no one should ever have to feel like they have to double check doctors. Mm -hmm. And you know, four months through chemo, a nurse would say, do you know why this shot is on your chart that you should be getting today? I'm like, no, I've never heard of that in my life. That was never discussed with my doctor. Oops, it was added by accident to your chart. So if I am questioning everything, these 75 year olds, what are they doing to them that aren't questioning their authority? And so it was like, I just needed to advocate as much and, it, and I became a, you know, nighttime researcher of everything, you know? And so finally got the chemo that was working. Um, and then March of 2018, I went in, had a double mastectomy and they found a small very very small part of the tumor left which is um, called not a pathological response um, so you want to make sure that the tumor is 100 percent completely gone mm-hmm. with chemo first before the surgery that's not always the case um, in my case it was most people get it cut out right away um, so Then it was like, you don't need radiation because it was that small, it's fine. So I went on, I had, you know, a huge wedding. Six months later um, in July, I think is when I got my implants. And then three days after my wedding in September, it was back in the lymph node. So it was like totally crushing, you know, I just did everything that I could. I was like, this time I'm really dying, you know? And so we took our honeymoon, and we went to see a shaman in Sedona, Arizona. Hmm. And we drove across country. And I'm like, at this point, anything's gonna work because Western medicine's not doing what it needs to. And that was when I, you know, met. He's a happened to be a friend of a friend, and she's like, you need to go talk to him. He was a childhood cancer survivor that had Uh his leg amputated at six months old and endured 10 years of radiation as a child. And he became a shaman and completely healed himself from the Amazon rainforest. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, maybe he knows a little bit about what he's doing, you know? And so I went out there and and he did um, some shamanic rituals on me. There's... Uh, a mat called the beamer mat and it's um, emf therapy just kind of makes your blood zip a little faster um when our blood you know with processed foods and Mm -hmm. and our you know lack of exercise your blood kind of gets coagulated on the outside of the blood vessel so it starts moving a lot slower people feel lethargic you know Mm -hmm so even seven minutes on this thing you could see the difference and your blood is like zipping through
0: would it be kind of equivalent to like doing cardio
1: i would say yeah yeah Yeah. you maybe lay on it about 15 minutes but it's probably like a 20 30 minute cardio workout
0: so it's zapping you while you're laying on it
1: it's You don't feel anything um but it's just a mat that has electromagnetic fields that are pulsing through your body okay um and he had like a specific target light that he put on the lymph nodes that were in question at the time so um he said you're healthy you're radiant um your husband is very toxic you need to get away from him
0: whoa Mm -hmm. on your honeymoon he said that yep (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and it was you know at the time at my first diagnosis Alexis's name was given to me by the breast care navigator and she said look she's a young survivor you need to contact her and I was like no I'm gonna do me I need to work 30 hours a week I'm gonna you know I acted like there's nothing wrong I still went to work I dressed up in pencil skirts and did the whole corporate nine yards If you looked at me, you didn't know I had cancer. You know, I was very Mm -hmm. like, this is a cold, it's going away. And that was what I needed in my mindset at the time to push through things and just act like, you know, everything's fine. It's in God's hands. So um, I never called her because I was too good for a therapy group. And on the day of my second diagnosis, the breast care navigator was saying like, I told you you should have called her. Are you going to call her now? So I did and we like hit it off super well Um, and it was around the same time of getting back from the shaman and she had handed me a piece of paper and it said, you know, depending on where the cancer is located in your body, it's linked to emotional trauma and emotional repression um, because those emotions don't go anywhere. They're stored in our tissues and so left breast was toxic relationship. And it all kind of made sense at that time, and you know there was things that I didn't deal with properly because I did think I was too good to go to therapy, and you know it hurt like manifested into an <laughs> illness. <laughs> so um, at that point, you know I I've always been into kind of the the woo woo stuff. Mm-hmm. I went and saw a psychic, and, and I was asking if the cancer was back and, or gone at that time. I had just finished radiation. And she said, oh, no, but um, the people up there are real angry because someone's lying to you. And when, the infor- when you're strong enough, the information will present itself. And lying to you about what? Well, I had no idea at the time. And so then it was, you know, all of this stuff about my ex-husband or my, well, now ex-husband mm-hmm. came out like about a week later and it was like, uh, I am not going to get cancer a third time because you cannot deal with your own emotional trauma and what you choose to do with your life. And, and so I filed for a divorce and how long, I, were, how long were you guys married? We were married four months but we're we were together seven years wow so you know we have our daughter together um and it was just you know i i needed to get away from manipulation and and just be my own person and heal in my own way um and i knew that i couldn't do it with him in my immediate environment you know so um ironically i've been cancer free ever since I filed for my divorce and I've had multiple what? scans and wow. And that was January 2019.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. I know. It kind of feels like, you know, is this real life? Like <laughs> I've just been through like, you know, two times being a cancer survivor, a marriage, a divorce, <laughs> buying a house, pandemic, starting multiple businesses you know
0: what other businesses have you started
1: so after my divorce i was like okay now you know i was awarded the house and now i have double the bills and half the income and so um with farm bureau i started my own insurance agency in december uh, 2019 i believe yeah wow and so what's that called it was called the San Filippo Insurance Agency okay. um, with Farm Bureau. Okay. Um, but I went on, you know, I had watched my agents do it, and I was part of the recruiting process, so I knew what was asked to become an insurance agent, and I was like, I can do this. I know the coverages I I'm very methodical and I like to help people where they might not research for themselves, mm-hmm. cancer insurance, whatever. <laughs> Um, and so I was just like I'm gonna do it and I started it and it went very well until the pandemic (laughs) then it was like now you're working 60 hours a week and you have to homeschool as a single mom and how do you balance all of that and um, you know fortunately I have very supportive family they all live out of state so I don't have childcare I don't have help Mm -hmm. in, in that regard I have a few friends that i'll trust her with but um for the most part it was just like all right you're coming to the office with me and i'm gonna homeschool you for 15 minutes make up this quote process this go back help her for 15 more minutes so you know it just got to the point where it was just too much and i was like okay you know back to that mind body soul equilibrium like Mm -hmm. you can't you can't pour from an empty cup, right? And you need to really put yourself first, you know. And and even survival instincts as a mother, like you know, you even the airplane, you know, for example, you have to put on your own mask first. And right. as a mother, it's very hard to get that mentality down because we would do anything for our children.
0: Absolutely. Now, do you find yourself being overcautious as far as how much you take on? business wise and everything
1: and and clear boundaries i Mm -hmm. would say um has been very helpful in just regaining my power um i'm a people pleaser i love to say yes to everything and i like to move a million miles a minute and so you know balancing that's just how i operate versus Mm -hmm. okay it's okay to take time you know through my divorce i didn't watch tv for a year and a half straight not even turn it on I was like go mode constantly I after you are you know pretty much said you might die you're like this is my one life and mm-hmm. I am going to max it out Um, so it was a trauma response trauma responses is something that we talk about in our groups and you know the the subconscious things that we do just to not deal with our emotions and so moving a million miles a minute, it was like, I didn't have to think about my divorce. I didn't have to think about what if the cancer's back. I was just living my life, doing everything I set out to do each day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was like when the pandemic hit and I was working, you know, at first we were very scared because they said, you know, symptoms could be up to two weeks. Right. He, um, my ex-husband gets her every weekend and he lives in Detroit. And so I was like, I can't afford for her to get it at your house and bring it over to my house or vice versa. Especially
0: seeing as Detroit was like the worst area for there exactly. their for a while. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, I was like, you know, what is going to happen at that point? And so we did two week switches yeah. and that was super hard. I was working 80 90 hours a week and then I would take a break when she came home to really give her what she needed with school and just you know Mm -hmm. her social cues and and you know she was super bummed because she was only in kindergarten for four months and was told that she had to leave all her friends you know her mom like she was the one that shaved my head you know we made it very normalized like we called it mommy sickies and Mm -hmm. just said you know like we're gonna get through this and then you know as soon as she adjusted to that then it was the big wedding and and then four months later why are you getting a divorce what's going on and then school and then the pandemic so just making sure that you know she came first on on that because the pandemic was like wow my whole family lives out of state you know if things really go south
0: like it's just you
1: it's just us yeah
0: side note do you think that COVID is going to have a long-lasting effect i keep doing this <laughs> <laughs> the leg keeps um, hitting the lever do you think COVID's going to have a lap because for instance my daughter during when COVID hit what did she keep saying she always said that um the sickness like she was always worried about the sickness yeah. like it, it triggered something in her brain oh, yeah. where she was like like we're all gonna die like yes. we don't know what's going on what's next right do you and think- it
1: kind of prepared my daughter because she was already talking about what if mommy dies With the cancer. So it was like to her, you know, she was talking about that at three years old with me. Mm -hmm. So we normalized it in a way that, you know, by the time it got to, okay, this is affecting everyone, not just mom. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it really made her realize like how fragile life is. Mm -hmm. No matter what age, you know, 5, 50. Right. You know, so.
0: so. So you think that it might have some long lasting like mm-hmm. kind of trauma effects. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm um, not just for kids, you know. Yeah. Um recently, I was asked to start hosting Messy Mondays and it's with Mother and Earth Old Town Baby Boutique. Okay. Um and she's like we were running this program for about 5 years and my instructor just accepted a full-time position somewhere else. Could you, you know, come and lead the group? And I said sure. So what I'm finding is these kids are two to four, and they've never seen another child before. Wow. Like, ever.
0: <laughs> That's like, like my son. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, you know, but what are we going to do? We're right. parents. We have to protect them. We don't know the extremes of this virus and, you know, and furthermore, any other superbugs that are coming around, you mm-hmm. know, and so... It's not only just the child that has that trauma and missed social cues and that sort of thing, but it's the parent who's trying to overcompensate for all of that and being overworked. And, you know, the moms are just like, god like i just need a break like you know some of my friends had three kids and they're working a corporate job with zoom meetings and trying to keep all three different kids on different tablets and Mm -hmm. and trying to homeschool all three of them and they didn't get a break i
0: don't know how that was possible right yeah (laughs) i really don't literally
1: (laughs) so you know that's why we bought the yurts to Mm kind of circle back around was we were like people just need space they need to have someone that is willing to hold space for them Mm -hmm. and to give them a solace if you will like you know our close friends started using the yurt but just a meditation spot just connecting with nature
0: is it is it guided meditation you um, have somebody telling you
1: can do that but in the beginning it was like hey if you want free time go out to the yurt it's open you know where, where just, were these yurts at <laughs> just do it it's on my friend's 10 acres wow so that's why we were like you know friends, close friends and family like kind of were our guinea pigs and right in the situation but so
0: did you run it as a business or was it just kind of nope, open yeah
1: it was just kind of like a support group at okay. first um and that's kind of
0: where live well came from mm-hmm. okay. yep
1: yep and so it was like okay how do we make this like you know taking the holding space topic and making it a healing community you know really having people respect that you know it's okay to have trauma and it's okay that you know to be vulnerable and we're gonna hold that space for you and whatever you have to do you know we don't give you uh, a plan Mm -hmm. we just say here this is what worked for us and it might work for you too but it's it's all up to you what you want to believe in because like you said Eastern medicine is is very looked down upon in America, mm-hmm. you know, but acupuncture has been around for thousands oh, yeah. of years, yeah. you know, Reiki, thousands of years, this is ancient medicine which is energy medicine.
0: What other practices do you guys do? You you do Reiki, do like yoga, meditation, Mm -hmm. uh, acupuncture. Yep. And what other
1: um, therapy? So we just started doing like new and full moon detoxes. So, you know, in the world of astrology, really following the moon cycles helps you kind of get into that flow with the universal energy, you know, as, as energy is energy and never dissipates it's only transformed so how can we use you know if if the moon can affect you know animals my friends are er workers they're like on full moons <laughs> crazy stuff happens like the stuff <laughs> that you never thought would happen you know and so f- i heard,
0: so i, I kind of heard something about that it's just that means that there's more not like night light and so people are just out
1: yeah yeah but um You know, with astrology, all the planets affect what's happening on a global consciousness level, on the global energy scale. You know, there's something called the Schumann Resonance. That's the Earth's heartbeat. Lately, in the past couple of years, it's been off the charts, and no one knows why Gaia is having these, like, heart palpitations almost. And so it's it's um it's all all encompassing you know like the the earth the ground the birds you know the universal energy is being affected like we've never seen before Mm -hmm. um so that's why astrology kind of really resonated with me and you know making sure that i could tap into that so i can accurately meditate and you know really connect in with spirit, if you will, mm-hmm. or God. Um, and so I was just like, we've got to start a meditation area. You know, we, ha- we have to give people that might be like, oh, that's woo-woo. We have mm-hmm. to show them, you know, that they can believe in it. And if they truly believe in it, it can be miraculous for them.
0: Now, <clears throat> is um, have you had people come do uh any sessions uh of anything that you guys offer and then be like wow that actually does work and that that maybe they didn't believe in it before yeah yeah
1: every single one really every single one yeah so we like i said like the provider switch we're we're not trying to have w-2 employees you know like Mm -hmm. everyone is an independent contractor okay they are basically their own business owner business entity they have to sign a contract now with Livewell to uphold to our code of conduct and that sort of thing
0: okay. um,
1: and then it will moving forward into our new space be a room rental um, if you want to be a provider in that office or if you want to just host events it'll probably just be a commission split and um, so more providers are coming through we just had a lady who um, I have not yet to meet her but she has been working with us for about a month And she's an esoteric healer what's that I don't know (laughs) so that's what I mean like I have been studying this for five years now and I'm always finding new modalities of how to heal and how to release the stuck Mm -hmm. energy you know
0: now I think that a lot of people when they hear about some of this woo woo stuff they think about it like okay if I go get this treatment that I might um, like, they think it's going to, like, heal them, like, right then and there. Like, oh, Reiki. It's not going to just, like, heal you. Right. But it's probably more or less like getting a massage, right? right. Where, like, you're just kind of taking these slow, exactly. small steps into...
1: And it's because it comes from the preventative side. It's not curing anything. Mm-hmm. it's It's truly from the preventative side. That way you can move that stuck energy before it manifests into illness, before it manifests into that disease. Um, And so there's a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And that was the list that Alexis had given to me that says, you know, depending on where your cancer is, it's repressed trauma. So for instance, throat cancer Mm -hmm. is linked to the inability to speak up for yourself prostate cancer like lack of men's self worth
0: throat cancer is the the lack of being able to speak up for yourself
1: yeah so it's like you know where where are the the connections in your life taking you know this this document and being like wow like okay and so when you know it just kind of manifested that left breast was toxic relationship right breast is normally um, repress trauma from your mother so how did they know all this i don't know i don't know
0: so where did you study all this i mean obviously you started researching yeah, it right is that kind of how you got in
1: late nights reading like endless reading um you know and and the few trusted authors that alexis has used with her therapy clients Mm -hmm. and so she has been in this for about 15 years versus me who's kind of fresh at five years of studying but um you know she just really kind of was like all right like we're soul sisters let's get this done let's like (laughs) pull you out of the muck let's you know she had a miracle of life baby after they told her she was you know the chemo made her infertile and and she's a very big believer in like what you manifest you know as Mm -hmm. long as you wholehearted believe it you can manifest anything and
0: we definitely don't know a lot about cancer um but uh i i would imagine that you know your body takes on stresses and it it would attack itself i mean like for instance when i was younger i I was so stressed out i started getting bald spots in the back of my head yep and then i left that situation and Mm -hmm. my hair grew back right and my doctor said it would it would never grow back right so did your
1: doctors ever say what they thought it was alopecia and did they ever say like they just said oh it's genetic or
0: uh she said it's probably due to stress okay um but yeah I don't think she really said anything else other than that um I knew it was from stress and then that's kind of when I knew I needed to get out of that situation it was my I don't know if you listen to my podcast about my life but I I grew up in foster care and whatnot and the situation I grew up in was not a good situation and as I got older um it just got worse like getting locked out of the house at night um until like 11 o'clock at night and trying to go to school trying to like balance school work and girlfriend life right um i just yeah i started getting extremely um stressed out and started to develop these bald spots i had like three sorry three quarter size uh bald spots in the back of my head and Uh, When she told me it was because of stress, I was like, okay, I need to leave the situation. I eventually got out of it, and, like, within a month, it grew back.
1: Yeah. I know. And it's crazy. It was crazy. But, and and so to, you know, elaborate on that, it's like these people, you know, find us with random things, Mm -hmm. you know, such as bald spots. And we're like, okay. We've we've got to work through it. We don't know your life. We don't know your stressors. We don't know the environmental or the past childhood trauma that has occurred. Right. But here are some tools to really help you move through that, you know, because you know, luckily you were able to realize that you're stressed and some Mm -hmm. people just don't make that correlation and, and they just get sicker and sicker. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had a lot of girlfriends that have had like, um, endometriosis or, you know, fertility issues. And as soon as they leave a toxic partner, boom, cured.
0: Now, what kind of, what kind of things do you guys treat? Um, obviously treat anybody who has any health, conditions um but what would you guys treat anybody who has like maybe like depression or anxiety or any of those kind of things
1: we you know because we're cancer survivors that's kind Mm -hmm. of where everyone kind of stems from is you know oh these girls beat cancer they can help me through my own trauma um you know and just through the journey itself but you know we're not limited to cancers and you know because we're not technical medical professionals we can't ever you know properly diagnose anyone Mm -hmm. um but it's like you know the depression and the the you know repressed emotions Mm -hmm. are where we think you know if we can hit it from the root level then you know your doctor's going to see changes and they're going to be like wow what are you doing and then you know you keep on it and pretty soon, you know, you've you've built up your own um, defense mechanisms inside of your body, pretty much, to be like, oh, I can leave this toxic situation, or you feel empowered, you know, and mm-hmm. and that, you know, through a pandemic, is our whole mission is to make this community versus you know everyone just being out there on their own island or trying to remerge back into society. Really, mm-hmm. people. I go to like the grocery store and I'm like astonished at how many people forgot social cues and just manners and <laughs> professionalism and you know people of Walmart just you know I could people watch all day <laughs> it's like you know we we want a, a supportive and and vulnerable space to mm-hmm. have people come and be like it's gonna be okay you know you can work through whatever you need to work through you never even have to talk about it with us Mm -hmm. you know so then we offer the acupuncture the new moon and full moon rituals so
0: when somebody comes in and they want treatment they just literally walk in and say i just want to do this or Mm -hmm. that or this or you don't you guys don't do like an interview like yeah we we think like kind of based on like all right this is what happened to you or maybe these are the issues you're having we would recommend that you go do acupuncture, therapy, whatever. Right.
1: And normally, because we have kept it very close-knit, we don't do a lot of advertising. Um, we've had an issue with uh, a stalker of one of the providers. And so that made us reevaluate a lot of our business plan in general because we were a team of seven women who worked late wow. nights. And we have kids. And now this creepy guy knows where my friend lives. and. Wow if he's been following one of our providers, has he been following any of us? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it was like, whoa, hold the phone. Like, we really need to, like, reevaluate how to make this safe. Mm -hmm. People are coming very, very vulnerable and raw to our group, and we want everyone to feel supported. And how do we protect them and protect ourselves? So what did you do? So we just stopped marketing, (laughs) and it was, like nope we have to reevaluate you know and then slowly but surely providers were like you know this is just not the space for me i want to go off and try and do it on my own and we're like yeah go for it you know we're not Mm -hmm. we're not you know saying that this is your forever job but you know once again we're trying to have every provider in alignment with our values and that always doesn't work out that way you know and so our values are very service driven and and we don't care about the money obviously we all have in you know bills to pay and that kind of thing but we are very service first Mm -hmm. um and it's by doing that you show the people coming to you that you really do care you know like you're just not trying to be like oh well you need this plan and right. you need like 17 of these sh- like services and you know we're like this is all at your own pace but we're just here we're here and you know it's my-
0: kind of like a gym you just go use whatever exactly. equipment you want to use and then that's yep it.
1: yep we have an infrared sauna We do, like, aromatherapy um, mixed with the acupuncture. Um, With the full moon and new moon rituals, we started doing a journaling session. So the moon sessions are – the new moon is meant for um, invoking what you want to manifest. It's very, um, like, new energy. You want to, you know, build up your goals. What are your goals for the next month? Get very, very specific on what you want to create. And so we would do that in tandem with the acupuncture and they'd leave feeling like a million bucks. And so
0: what's the results of that? Like, let's say you have a goal that you want to, a specific goal you want to accomplish. And then you go do the treatment. Mm-hmm. What, does and it, does it happen? <laughs>
1: sometimes, you know, it's, it, it's really. What does it trigger? So like for me, um, you know, my goals are very specific with like my family my home life you know just making sure that all of our needs are met first and foremost Mm -hmm. and and then you know personal goals and
0: like business and whatnot right
1: and you know like drinking more water you know how are you going to drink more water what is the plan that you are going to implement so at the end of this 30 days you are drinking more water and you're not fighting yourself on it Or how are you going to run two miles a day? Where are you going to fit it in your schedule? You know, really, you can make all the dreams and goals that you want, but until you start implementing anything, you're not getting anywhere. It's just a hope and a dream. (laughs) My
0: philosophy is just you just got to do it. (laughs) Exactly,
1: yeah. So when you get to the full moon and we do another detox session, um, we're journaling about everything that you need to release. You know, a lot of whatever happened the chaos that happened over the last month that's no longer serving you Mm -hmm. we write it down and then we burn it and so you know that is kind of the woo-woo thing of the detox sessions is it's kind of like
0: a placebo thing right
1: yeah you know like it's it's the law of attraction really you know what you are going to attract is what you're writing down on paper and even jim carrey says like You need to write it out, and you need to speak it to yourself in the mirror. Until you do that, it's not really attracting what you're vibrating. If you have written it out on the paper, you know, I'm going to run this two miles, and then you beat yourself up for the first 18 days because you're fighting yourself on running the two miles. Where would you get? Nowhere. Because you're not looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I can do this. I'm running these two miles and making sure that you keep commitments to yourself.
0: Accountability, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like making a list Right. And I, I can't go on, I can't go to bed until I complete all that.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so with the full moon, it's just getting all the stuck energy out so you can prepare, you know, and you know, what you need to release sometimes is, you know, relationships, jobs, you know, Uh, going through your bills and being like what can I downsize so I'm not stressed about money or you know little things what can I release um on a on a conscious level you know for me I had a lot of toxic friends I had a baby at 25 and I was a festival kid going around partying all the time and and then I took a step back like you know especially three years later when I was diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. like are those the people that are going to bring me to where I need to be? And the answer is definitely not. You know, and how do you, how are you strong enough, even if it's a family tie, right. how are you strong enough to put those boundaries in place and release that, you know? It's not your burden to carry if it's mm-hmm. someone else's issue, you know? And you want, you know, as people pleasers, we sometimes take on other people's burdens, and that's very stressful. And so, you know, giving them just planting seeds you know like start thinking about what you can write yourself start journaling and mm-hmm. and really connecting and and what we're finding is so many people are disconnected from their own mind body soul equilibrium because it's, the it's world really goes not, so fast
0: it's really not that woo woo <laughs> if you think about it no, i mean maybe some of the practices work. maybe some of the practices are considered woo woo but right. really what you're what you're doing is just Trying to get people to break things down and to look in inside and realize that, okay, maybe I shouldn't be helping this person so much. Maybe I should take some time for myself. Maybe right. I should meditate more. Focus more on me instead of other people or exactly. other things.
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, it's been really hard through everything, but, you know, with cancer and the pandemic, it was like... I was like you I was very stressed out as a child you know I had a lot of issues because I was taking on everyone else's traumas and i trying to be the people pleaser and trying to balance everything and and then it was kind of like whoa I'm doing all of this for other people but what do I do for myself like you know I was very negative towards my own self you know growing up as a girl there's magazines thrown in your face and you're not the perfect size and like you know even my six-year-old has said things you know whether they watch it on tv or a friend at school says like you're fat or kids are kids are not nice (laughs) right and so it's like you know unfortunately as a society we have built things faster and faster and you need to be better and better and Mm -hmm. For me, now that I'm kind of connected to the universal energy, if you will, I can kind of um, feel that the world was just going so fast that it was like we we were going to hit that brick wall eventually. Do
0: you think that's why that's when COVID happened Mm -hmm. and then it kind of just slowed everything down? Yeah. Yeah,
1: because the people who didn't take the time for themselves and they didn't take the time and they were working corporate jobs and and you know stressed out all the time Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they had all this free time to think and they didn't want to think about their traumas they didn't want to look inside but they're forced to stay home and so you know
0: i think see i kind of think the opposite i think it kind of forced people into realizing that they hated their life yeah. And that they needed to make a change. And now was the perfect right. time. Right. Exactly. Whether it was a business you wanted to start. Right.
1: Or, and it was the make or break. Or really. you needed to
0: leave a relationship.
1: Yeah. And, you know, some of my friends were quarantined with their ex-boyfriends. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you can't leave if you own a house together. Because right. no one's buying right now. And it's like yeah. some people were forced in that regard. But it, in all regards, people were forced to reevaluate their choices. Mm-hmm and that was the spark to okay now i'm kind of like coherent about what is going to work and what's not moving forward and then then they meet us and we're like well you have way more layers to the onion to work through than what you're seeing on the surface level of just you know your job and how you homeschool your kids or you know how do you adapt in the pandemic now Mm -hmm. it's you know, how do you adapt every single day, no matter what circumstances are there? Right. You know? Yeah. You could be on stage four terminal cancer and I have seen miraculous stories about how they cure themselves. It's the power of nutrition, it's the power of med- like I was you know, ask belief. You about that. And I wanted to
0: ask you about nutrition. Yeah. yeah. Now what kinda of, what kind of diet are you are you on a diet? I'm not on a diet. What kind of nutritional things do you do to help?
1: So um, the main thing that I do is greens. Okay. And I get them from Amazon Certified Organic, and it's a green powder. Um, It has 50 alkalizing vegetables. If you know Mm -hmm. Dr. Sebi, he said disease cannot form or maintain in an alkaline state. So as long as you keep your body at the proper pH level, then you're fine. How do you test that? You can get testing strips at Better Health or on Amazon. Um, They're just little, like, tongue strip things. But I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Everything's energy. You know, that's kind of my philosophy for everything. Like, how do you manipulate and transmute the energy from negative to positive? Mm
0: -hmm. You know?
1: Um, And so with the alkalizing vegetables, it it has 50 of those. It has mushroom, um, probiotics, and... I think that one that I got just that but there's other ones in that line right they have super greens they have berries they have all the stuff so it's
0: kind of like athletic greens right
1: yep Yep. um but you know looking at the toxic chemicals that and the fillers you know with getting cancer I was like 95 percent of the stuff that goes on or in my body I can't pronounce Mm-hmm. And when did that become a thing, you know, <laughs> like I don't even know what these things are and I'm putting it all over my body. Right. And so when to learn, you know, okay, I'm a girl. I do. I wash my face and I put my makeup on in the morning. I've just ingested through my largest organ, which is my skin, over 75 chemicals.
0: So you don't put any makeup on now?
1: No, I do. <laughs> I just have clean makeup. <laughs> okay. There's a difference. <laughs> you know and that's and once again it's just raising your awareness to okay I'm now coherent about that you know like now I'm going to watch for that Mm -hmm. but it was when I'm going through cancer like okay I can't trust any of these chemicals I can't trust products that were my like most trusted you know and the marketing schemes from the huge Procter and Gamble, you know, even like Mary Kay, mm-hmm. you know, it's all marketing yeah. and it's all toxic. And to really break away from that, you know, it's eventually my goal is to create an empowered consumerism course so people can know. Right now um, we have a private Facebook group for Live Well on, on Facebook. It's called Live Well Community Connect. So we do something called Toxin Tuesday, and we talk about whatever toxin of that week that we wanna highlight. But so many people are like, uh, "Yeah, I ingest that all day, every day," you know. And and so really, you know, where does that go? That's all energy. That's toxins. It's not coming out. You should do a I podcast. Tell you, that. You, should <laughs> do a, you
0: should do a podcast about all this.
1: I know. If I had time. <laughs> That's why I'm here, so you can do the podcast. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, so it's just picking it little by little. You know, it's not Mm going to happen overnight. People don't come to us. We make it very clear if they do come to us that we're not going to cure you. Right. Like, you're going to cure yourself. You're going to move through all of your stuff. We're going to give you the tools that you need. And hopefully you can then be empowered to lift up the others that are coming into this community that that do need that that support and that belief. That it is working, you know.
0: Is this something that's covered by insurance companies? No. No? Yeah, I would assume that insurance probably wouldn't get behind something like this (laughs) because of the...
1: Yeah, my aunt um, was a breast cancer survivor. She just passed in January from COVID, but um, Reiki was covered as... Really? ...under her insurance for cancer in the U of W hospital. Wow. Of Wisconsin, so... Um, it depends on where you go. And that's what I don't like about the Western medicine because Mm -hmm. what's offered for one is not offered for all. And it's really dependent on your hospital and your doctor, you know? And so, you know, Grand Rapids is more, um, you know, I would say crunchy. They're into the (laughs) alternative medicines and stuff. And, you know, they're, they're very like, um, empowered society and the community out there they want to get rid of the chemicals in their air in their water in their immediate environments they want all natural baby diapers they want you know they see the benefit
0: well i think a lot of like metro areas are kind of kind of like them
1: yeah i mean detroit not so much Mm. i would say (laughs) (laughs) you know it really depends i would say you know like ann arbor they're right they've got a really great college so by default the people have a higher consciousness and a higher awareness of what they're putting in and around their body that and you have educated
0: educated people there too
1: yeah so versus like you know if your mom only feeds you cheetos and mountain dew your whole life that's all you ever know and you don't know eating broccoli you know
0: i think i think now though a lot of people have a better understanding of nutrition and exercise right. and what kind of effects that has on on mm-hmm. the body and yeah yeah
1: and we're getting there you know and and it's just you know having people wake up from from the rat race and mm-hmm. from and that's what covid did for a lot of people oh, yeah. the pandemic just like wake up life can be changed in an instant and mm-hmm. Luckily, I was already prepared for that because I was already going through that major change and, right. and that self-acceptance, like, what, you know, it, am I ready to die? No, but, like, if that's what God wants for me, that's what's going to happen, and you have to come to terms with that.
0: What's, what's your beliefs in God? What's your belief in God? Uh, you've mentioned God a couple of times, and you're obviously into this um, Reiki and all that stuff. Right. So.
1: I would say I am not religious. I'm spiritual. Okay. um my my god is energy and and really moving through like the laws of the universe, you know law of attraction, for instance, like you can't debate it it's you know mm-hmm. it it's there it's physics you can right. see that it changes um and like you know, I've always really been into astrology and space and you know realizing like we're not the only beings i believe out in the whole entire universal system so um like i don't attend a church i believe that you know i kind do you think of, there's
0: aliens out there
1: i think so <laughs> maybe no one's ever proven it wrong so <laughs> it's kind of like you know same thing you know people can say oh i don't believe in reiki And until you experience it, you know, like someone just told me Area 51, you know, like why would Area 51 be there if there's no aliens, you know, (laughs) just a little Maybe they're just testing things. They could just be testing like spaceships. Well, Area 51 is now so um, packed with testing patients (laughs) that they made a new one in Ohio. So it's like, yeah, yeah. What are you saying? I know i'm not gonna say anything where's this at
0: i'm just i'm
1: just me i'm just you can't just throw something out there like
0: that and then expect (laughs) next
1: next podcast (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's like i am very open-minded and i think you know someone said something to me that stuck in high school because i was i wanted to learn about all religions i didn't understand why there was so much segregation and no i'm right no i'm right all of them pretty much say the same thing just in different languages and different styles and so you know i grew up christian and i was like okay i don't know if i totally wholeheartedly believe in all of this and so i tried buddhism for a couple years and like You know like yeah I align with a lot of the values but like I don't really feel connected to that yeah so like you know just trying out new things and and luckily my family is very supportive and you know like love is love religion spirituality whatever you want to call it like as long as you have a connection with Mm -hmm. with God source Gaia whatever you call it knowing that there is a higher power out there that, you know, I feel like everything is mechanically inclined. I really I'm a big believer in fate. Um and and being able to let go of those rigid values that I once had has made so many miraculous people come into my life that I'm like I'm always shocked. You know, there's always a person that needs me at that specific time in their life and they're like wow, I just had like crazy epiphanies and you know and i'm like i'm just me like you're just floating through you know <laughs> you could be my friend if you want but <laughs> um and and so it's like i i wouldn't say that i am religious per se but spirituality kind of um you know someone said like there's a fish in a fishbowl and then there's the fish in the ocean religion or when you stick to one religion, you're confined. You're confined to all these boundaries and what you have to do and what's expected of you. And spirituality, you're just out. You're like endless waters. You don't have any boundaries. You know, karma is a real thing, I believe. So it's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. And you can be out there free floating. But if you're killing all... Mul- fish you know like mm-hmm. your karma is gonna come back and well eventually I mean <clears throat> be your demise
0: i mean i guess going back to the energy thing i, I look at karma per se mm-hmm. as uh because people kind of say it as like an open-ended thing right like oh karma's a bitch right type thing right but um i believe it's just like energy that you put out there like if you do good things good things are gonna happen to you if you do shitty things mm-hmm. constantly then you're gonna right. shitty things are gonna happen yeah. to you
1: Well, and not only that, like, you could be a really great, decent human being, but if you have a negative outlook, you know, like, I've I've sat some friends down and be like, look, you bitch, every day, all day, why are you so angry? And they're like, I just don't know. And I'm like, then come over here. Let's figure it out. Let's work through whatever you have to unpack. Mm -hmm. You did so much packing and so much pushing down of all your emotions, you don't even know where to begin. And so like, let's try Reiki, see if it's for you. Let's try acupuncture and see if it helps you. And 99% of the time people are like major revelations. And okay, yeah, you're right. Like now I know I have the starting point, but who who gets to determine how much energy work you have to do Mm -hmm. is all on you. You know, if you want to, like, hit the gate running and you do five Reiki sessions a week, if you want, you know, but it's, it's like, there's, there's nothing that really, like, you know, with spirituality, there's no borders to energy work, you know, it's just, it never goes away. It's you're always. You're you're
0: constantly working on yourself.
1: Yep. Yeah. You know, just like going to the gym. If you right. stop working out the muscles start dissipating, right? you know? And so it's all energy. And so I, I feel like, you know, maybe there's a church out there somewhere that I don't know about that are like energists or something, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that would probably be the church I would attend. But (laughs) for right now, I just like meditation is my, my solace and, you know, really knowing. What
0: is, what does meditation look like for you? Do you put on like music? I do
1: guided meditation. Um, I've tried to, like, kind of sit silent, you know, like they do in the Buddhist temples. And I, my mind, because that's just the type of person I am, is always, like, over here, over there. Oh, my God. You know, (laughs) I forgot something that needed to be thrown out of the fridge two weeks ago, you know. (laughs) So the guided meditations really, really just help me with deep breathing. Mm -hmm. Um, Breath work is something also energy, you Mm -hmm. know. We breathe every day, but... How many of us actually are coherent of how long we take in breath? And, you know, when you're stressed, you can feel that you're taking shorter breaths. Mm -hmm. So, like, being aware of that, you're like, okay, I'm stressed. (laughs) I'm, like, panting. Okay, I'm going to get back to center. You know, get back to me realize it's just all energy you know when you feel that build up then you got to bring it back down somehow and so these tools really help people you know be be able to integrate it with all of their daily life stuff to where then they're like okay it's not so scary anymore i don't feel so overwhelmed by the the external factors you know um with millennials like there was just so much expected of us i feel like and we were coming at the tail end of the, you know, exponential damage of the Industrial Revolution. And we're just expected to fix it all, you know. And it's like, to be honest, half of my friends don't even recycle. You know, and it's like, what what is going on in the world now? You know? Like half of the people are up here, half of the people are eating Cheetos and Hohos every day. <laughs> like, you know, where do you where do you put yourself, you know, and categorize like but there are, you know, the people that are over there with that closed mindset, mm-hmm. you know, they're everything's a choice, everything's energy. And so You know if the mom is struggling the kids feel that the kids take on that stress then they're eating these processed foods all day they're not getting any nutrients you know years of that build up yeah you have to unpack it somehow it's not just going to go away on its own um you know and while i had a great childhood and everything i never knew my father and you know my grandpa was kind of my father and it was like okay, when people say like daddy issues, you know, what does that mean? Do I have that? You know, and really becoming aware of like not being complacent and what know, did that mean? What,
0: just, did you, what did you think that meant?
1: Um, codependency, definitely. You know, I was in two seven-year toxic, toxic relationships, and it was that i felt like i had to be in a relationship you know i wasn't worth anything if i wasn't in a relationship and i didn't want to be alone and you know and so the divorce was pretty much the pivoting moment where i'm like i would love to be alone and to just be and to just work on myself and to know that the dishes in the frickin sink are not anyone else's but mine and to be able to put forth the the true effort of what my daughter needs from me, instead of constantly being aggravated and pouring from an empty cup and trying to make this relationship work where I just feel like I'm beating my head against the wall, you know, and, and so when I started researching codependency, I'm like, wow, that's all of what it is, you know? And, and even in the, the very few pandemic dates that I've endured, it's just like, you know, what, how did that make me feel afterwards, you know? Like, instantly I'm like, ooh, I wanna, like, you know, like, let's go on date two and, like, get things rolling. And I'm like, wait, take a step back.
0: No. So you're pretty reflective now. Very, very. <clears throat> Everything that me.
1: I do, you know, is very reflective because I feel like when you're just la-di-da going about your day and you're not reflecting, that's when the, the things that, you know, that's your lessons right. in your life. And, and how do you become more aware of, of those lessons and to, you know, thank God for providing you the faded meetings or providing you, you know, for me and being spiritual, um, when my aunt passed in January from COVID, she said, I'll come back as a Cardinal. And there's Cardinals everywhere now. I never used to see Cardinals. (laughs) And it was just like, whoa, you know, or, um, you know, I've had like ghost encounters my whole life. And so it was like noticing the hair standing on the back of my neck, like, okay, like there's something in this energy, like, you know the the energy feels different, um, and I always.
0: What do you think that is? I, f- I feel like we're going. down, I know. down rabbit, rabbit holes. holes. Now. <laughs> There's what? rabbit holes for years <laughs>
1: with me, but um, like. You, you know. Yeah. You, have, I you think, said you
0: always had ghost encounters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My whole childhood, you know, growing up with a single mom, and I was the oldest of three girls. She worked three jobs all the time, and I was alone all the time, and. These things would happen and no one would believe me. And I'm like, I'm telling the truth. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't, it's not there. I can't show you, but I know that it's happening. I can feel it. It it like impedes my energetic level Mm -hmm. to the point where like I'm scared or I'm crying, you know, like it's a very real thing. And, you know, just like all of the other stuff, people are like, well, it's not real because I can't see it. Right. You're like, okay. Well, you choose to believe that, Mm -hmm. but, like, you know, relating it back to the Reiki, like, they don't touch your body. Their hands are held, like, out here from your chakra point, and you can feel The the magnetic. And so that was, like, I just remember crying for, like, five hours, and I didn't know what I was crying about. I didn't know, and whatever needed to come out was, you know, coming out and i was just like wow that person just healed me with their hands and that was like astonishing because it was the first time that was validation like i'm not crazy the energy even though you can't see it is there And, and how do i make myself so aware that i know when it's being transmuted around me
0: so after that, have you experienced these ghost encounters? hmm yeah. yeah. But does it feel different?
1: It does. You know, um, I, I do protection, like you could say spells. I, I call them rituals. Um, you know, it's a very fine line between Wiccan and paganism. That's like a different type of sector of religion mm-hmm. versus um, like affirmations, if you will. And so, you know, just being like you know, love and light, nothing is allowed in my space that I am not, you know, allowing and making sure that like, um, meditation technique is to visualize yourself in a white bubble um, before you go into someone's energy field that might be like an energy vampire, you know, the people who are negative all the time who are trying, you can tell once you become aware of it, you can walk into a room and feel drained after talking to someone and you're like, what just happened? I hope
0: you don't feel that way after this podcast. No, no. <laughs> I love this.
1: Um, but, you know, and, and just being aware and, and being able to be like, okay, I'm going to protect myself in all aspects, you know, and and that's why, you know, the cancer really just was the spark of everything to, you know, my long journey of healing. Mm-hmm. and And I believe that, you know, for me, I believe in like reincarnation and and being able to come back and re out like outlive those karmic lessons and and either leveling up or leveling down depending <laughs> on your your choices of your life. But um, you know, I've been told by psychics that I'm a very old soul. Um, there's something called a life path number in astrology, um, and I'm I'm one of the higher ones, which means that I've been around a long time and. And they explain that, you know, that's why you feel this way. You didn't know as a, as a child that you were, you know, all of these things in other past lives. But like now it kind of like I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. And and and
0: what do you feel like you were being, in past lives?
1: I don't know. Maybe some sort of healer, you know, or some sort of. I think one of the psychics said that I was she saw me like as a doctor on a World War ii field. Which which made sense, you know, like uh just dealing with that trauma all the time and not being able to transmute it And, and you know, now coming back into a life where I can transmute it and I can morph it to my advantage and and my whole life I've been the optimist who turns a negative into a positive. Cancer, pandemic. You know i had covid back in march and it was just like how,
0: did, how was that when you I, had covid because I i'm sure you know were i had it really mm-hmm. i'm sure you were worried probably about getting it right
1: i was petrified <clears throat> because my aunt had just died of it so it was just
0: this past march mm-hmm. you got it wow. yeah
1: yep and she had passed um she had stayed 11 months without even going anywhere out outside because she was so scared of it and she had diabetes and was on dialysis and she got a sore on her toe oh. and so she went to the doctor for that and she contracted covid there and within 8 days she was on a ventilator and just gone. Wow. So I was like How old was she? Um I think she was 54.
0: Wow. That's so, sad.
1: you know, surviving cancer twice and then having covid take you out, you know. Yeah. It was just like oh crap, like, you know, when I got diagnosed I felt nothing and so I'm like okay fear really changes energy fear is an energy so
0: did you do anything different as far as like your um your uh what would you call them like sessions like the reiki or like pressure i took all of that
1: off the table obviously because i i didn't want to you know be in anyone else's energy field if i have covid um you know so i did reiki you can do distance healing um there's also a device that we have we don't really market it but it's called the healy and it's um like you can do distance healing with that and it basically it's an app and it's a device and it sends specific waves like of energy to you. Okay. It just takes your selfie on the app and then there's like it's called bioresonance like feedback. And so there's like 44,000 different programs you can run on this Healy device. And wow. so, you know, anytime you're feeling like imbalanced and you don't know what it is, you can just hit like, you know, the scan button on your phone. And wear the little bracelet or whatever, and then it'll tell you what you need balancing. And then you can run a program to equal it out and transmute that energy. And so that was something that I was super skeptical about because I was like, no, (laughs) no. But I've watched it kind of work. And so I'm like, okay, I can't can't be – anytime I'm like skeptical, I'm like, okay, Jessica, go back to being open-minded. It's okay. (laughs) If it doesn't work, it's not meant for you, you know? But, um, so when I got diagnosed, I, it was right when the restaurants first opened up Okay. and my friends and I had went out, um, to East Lansing for dinner we only took our masks off to eat dinner and we put them back on. And four days later she called me and she's like, I'm not doing so hot. And I'm like, really? I feel fine. Like, What's going on? She's like, I don't, I'm, I'm going to go get COVID tested. So, yep. She went and the three other friends that we were with all tested positive. She tested positive, and I was like, crap. So Cambria had, like, a few symptoms, but, like, she was fine. And so I was like, okay, well, she's going to go to her dad, so I want to make sure before I send her that, like, we have a positive, you know, or a negative result. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'll just get tested just to make sure. And sure enough, she came back negative, and I was positive. And I'm like, okay. So... I had to quarantine with her at that point and I was very scared, like, okay, what if she gets it from me, you know? But once again, fear's energy and I had to really do mental strengthening activities during that time to be like, I'm not gonna die, you know? Right. Like my aunt's taking care of me and like she's guiding me to do what's right and um, and just making sure that I can once again, Prove to myself I'm strong enough to beat anything. And so it's all about mindset. And I ran two miles a day with COVID. She quarantined the entire time. I got her tested three times. She was still negative, which probably means she had it at a different time before the testing was a thing. Um, And it was just like I took one nap a day. But I am serious. Greens is like what I swear by. And all my friends are, like, a month out still, like, bedridden. The, really? The, the four people I was with. And wow. and I'm like, okay, I have to be some doing something right. You know, they mm-hmm. all make fun of me because they're like, greens taste bad. And, like, why do you <laughs> put that crap? And I'm like, dude, nutrition is medicine.
0: Greens are super good for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like jam-packing one drink with 50 right. rich vegetables. Right. You know? And... The American diet proves right. that. So, oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, kind of wrapping this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're yeah we're an hour and twenty minutes in. I'm sure your daughter's like, where is yeah. my mom? <laughs> 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 um, where where is Live Well at? Um, like in the process of. You know, because I I know you said you guys are getting a business or a building soon. Yeah. Um, So
1: we are in the process of purchasing. Um, It will be located in the Frandor area. Okay. um, If everything goes through and checks out. Um, Right now, my business partner has an office in the Old Town Medical Arts Building across from Proust Pets, where she does her integrative therapies. Um, But her five-year lease is coming to an end. So we're kind of just going to the yurts and being virtual for a little bit, kind of redetermining our bearings and getting everything aligned and making sure that the providers that we're bringing forth are standing up to 110% of what we value and and mm-hmm. making sure that they're a great representation before we start opening to the public again.
0: Awesome. Um, And where's the insurance company now? Are you still running that?
1: I didn't. I I gave it up because I was like, all right, homeschool is important. And I'm going to just, everything kind of felt like barriers, you know? I was like, why is it this hard? It's like pulling teeth to get leads right now, even Mm -hmm. with COVID. Because people are like, I can't deal with that right now. Or I can't think about that right now. And I'd be like, looking at their declarations page for your home and I'm like ooh, you got like you are have like an $80,000 gap so if your house catches on fire you're screwed you know <laughs> but okay if you can't deal with that right now that's fine come back when you're ready so I studied no fault law for a whole year and, and just you know any way that I can help people is where you know I'll still help and look over someone's deck sheet here and mm-hmm. there but I just had to you know realign and and it was the perfect time because everyone was dormant and insurance is an essential worker. Mm-hmm. So I was not going to get a break if I didn't leave. Right. And I knew at that time that like something higher was calling me and I was just ready to just take the plunge. So,
0: so where do you see yourself in the next, within the next year?
1: So I am right now developing a four week mind, body, soul detox program. So it would be for and and it would be virtual to start um, pre-programmed you know maybe podcasts or something like that where you can kind of walk them through the different modalities of one week would be mind one week would be body one week would be soul Mm -hmm. and really walking them through um, you know proper techniques of how they can implement the changes into their life and then the fourth week would be um, I'm also an artist so you know a visual representation of how would you see the change manifesting for you kind of thing and 30 minute phone calls, that sort of thing. Um, Because Alexis is an integrative therapist and she has 27 clients a week, she can't run Live Well. Um, so I'd probably become the first W-2 employee and, you know, really just manage everything there. I build all of our booking pages right now. I do all of our graphics, our marketing. Um, so, you know, I, we, as as hiring independent contractors, we had no say in, like, how they were marketing. and And so it just got really dicey. And I'm mm-hmm. like you know, my type A personality is like, just let me do it. Just let me <laughs> just let me run everything. <laughs> so I know that it's done properly and right the first time and I don't have to fix your mistakes. So, um, but yeah, in the next like six months, I think it's just going to blow up. And, um, you know, we run a local support group for breast cancer and with the pandemic we moved it to national and virtual. So we have breast cancer survivors all over the state and the country Um, and um, I started a business podcast, not podcast, Instagram and so I have about a thousand followers on there right now and, you know, all of them are cancer survivors and they're all like, what are you doing? So if I can just, you know, really reach out and, and become a support tool for them, you know, no matter where they are. And that's that's kind of the route I'm going. I also do henna, it's like, you know, jack of all trades, but the, the local six month plan for the henna um, is to offer chemo crowns and mastectomy coverings for women and draw them mm. beautiful designs so they can just really, you know, that there's a very big disconnect with your body. You already don't trust it because you have cancer, and now you feel mutilated and chopped up into pieces. And what does right. that look like for the rest of your life? You can't go on hating your body forever. Right. You, know, you need to be grateful that you're alive. And so if giving you a little henna tattoo boost your confidence you know i this is
0: something you're going to do or
1: yeah i've already done a few i just don't you know i don't charge for it right now um but i'm looking into partnering with the hospitals and there's um a place called another look hair institute that is inside of the sparrow cancer center building and they help fit wigs and they help shave your head after it starts falling out and i'm like hey after you shave the head i can just like put a little henna design on there (laughs) so um and yeah but like 70 year old ladies were coming to me and saying like okay can you just draw like a little rose over the scar and the lady just started bawling I'll never forget it because she's like I haven't looked at my body in the mirror in over five years Wow. and I'm like whoa okay like you know this is just my passion I'm an artist like I love just trying to make people feel beautiful and And like, this is life changing for these women, you know? And so if I can start, you know, trying, whether it be a nonprofit or trying to get grants or sponsorships through the hospital to be able to give back to our cancer community, I definitely will pursue that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess on that note, let's try to wrap this thing up. I think we're an hour and 30 minutes in. Uh, Well, it's been an honor to sit here and talk to you and, kind of listen to your story on how you recovered and um, I'm glad that you were able to recover and that you kind of found some self self self-healing and self worth through through your healing Um, I guess uh, real quick can you plug your your social media Um, how can people become a part of live well
1: yeah so um, we have live well the healing community on Facebook um, we also have our private Facebook group. So that is where anyone will see any of the offerings we have. We do not market to the general public anymore. Um, we want it to be a safe place. Currently, we're making a membership for women's circles. um that will be like kind of an application process to join in. Okay. Um, and then my Instagram is called Journey with Jess, and it's Journey with Jess eighty eight.
0: Awesome, yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, I really thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. All right.